Uh, it's good to see you, though, buddy. Good to see you, too. For some reason, it feels like it's been a long time, but it hasn't. It's been, what, like three days, four days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that? It's been forever. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are here recording episode number 79. And today we have a very interesting topic for everyone out there. Today we will be talking about perceptions of different accents in, accents, sorry, in English. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. I'm curious to see what Jared's thoughts are and what uh, he has brought to the table for this fine episode. So it should be should be fun. Uh, I apologize to all of our listeners from the UK, especially the Brits, because I will definitely be butchering some British ac- accents this episode. For some reason, I can't say the word accent today, which is perfect, because that's where our episode is centered around. So without further ado, my buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Right to you and then let's get on with this uh, slipping on gator <laughs> piss. Um, yeah, 79 and I'm feeling fine. <clears throat> oh, God. You're looking uh, <laughs> fine too, man. Crystal clear. Uh oh yeah, that's why I feel so fine. Ooh 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 <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Give my good side, me. Um, please, if you want to see our good sides, you can actually watch us on YouTube. Uh, if you want to do that, same great quality. Uh, well, actually, I guess now better. <laughs> um, right. you can also follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Uh, that's where I post songs of the pod. I post um, the episode. I post random pictures. I post uh, repost other people's things. I think they call it retweeting there. Or you can email us yep. on podcast at gmail. I'm learning. You know, this is this is these social media stuff is so confusing. No, it's a big learning curve, man. It's a, it's a lot. Uh, email us uh, untranslatable podcast at gmail.com. Tell us untranslatables, which you can also do on Twitter. I I, I don't know why I always relegate that just to email but you know most importantly <laughs> spread a little love five star reviews on itunes and stitcher um so today is sunday and um yesterday on saturday i went to go see a movie i'm still a little shook oh really oh okay what, what was the movie, movie? I went to go see? um is it it's a new one that just came out i'm assuming yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah at the movie theater with the reclining seats Ooh, and he, Washington and, uh, style. I the like it. The guy next to me, though, his seat was broken, so he had to sit there like a peasant in, this, <laughs> in the upright position. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor, I poor have to guy. Get, I, get careful with, I have to be careful with those seats because I never go fully back because I might fall asleep. This movie, oh, though, I, for sure I would, would not asleep. have fallen asleep. One, okay. because it was one in the afternoon, and uh, once you hear the movie... Uh, I, I'm trying to was, think what movies came out. I have no idea. Jordan what Peele's is new movie, Us. And I haven't even heard about this. It's about um all right, I'll give a rough a rough overview. You probably won't watch it anyway. It's about um it's a it's a thriller movie. Jordan Peele, same guy that came out with Get Out. Get Out was That was a crazy movie. Was uh, was kind of a uh a, had scary moments but was not a horror movie. This was just a straight up horror movie. Um and it was essentially about the idea that there was a whole nother um 
copy of the population, um, that like a, a clone of the population, and um, and they are. I'm, I'm trying to think of how not to like give it away. And they um, find out, and, and essentially there, there's like a leak <laughs> through okay. to the other side, and um, and uh, they they want to live in the real world, not underground. Uh-huh. Okay. So but, they became like self-aware. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> Interesting. Kind of. There, okay. it gets, it's kind of more specific than that. But what's so great about his movie? What's so great about this movie? I loved it. It was scary, but it wasn't like gross. What really bothers me more than scary is like super gory stuff. There is definitely like gory moments, but nothing where it's like heads rolling down the street or something okay. like that. It wasn't like The Purge or something like that as far as disgusting goes. I've never seen The Purge. I just assume it's gross. Uh, <laughs> I think Saw, Saw for example, Saw or, I have uh, seen. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have Both seen of the those are It's not that kind of gross. Gory. It's, just, uh, okay. it's just people are being murdered. That's uh, happening. Um, it's a little scary. For sure. But what's great about it is he doesn't. He has a great way of like slowly letting the plot out over the movie where you're constantly – going along with something but not fully sure why like why or what's happening and then okay. just little pieces get revealed and then honestly to a certain extent you know there's obviously a, cre- a crescendo in the action in the movie mm-hmm. but he's so good at at leaking out little bits of information that the, the I think to me the main crescendo is the last like minute of the movie and it's just, interesting and it's and it's all very subtle and what I love about his movie as well and I think this is sim- this was similar in get out but it's even I mean, I'm not good at symbolism, to be fair, so I'm already slipping on gator piss. But um, <laughs> the symbolism is is like key in this movie, where like, you know, th- there's obviously like most thriller movies, kind of the normal lead up, where it's like a normal, ha- almost happy go lucky movie, where you know something's okay. eerie about it. You know, right. that sort of standard lead like up, too too good to be true kind of thing, or. <laughs> Right, right, where everyone's having fun except for one person, essentially. One person's like, I don't feel right. And everyone's like, oh, come on, we're in Santa Cruz. And she's like, I don't <laughs> right. like it here. She's like, oh, right. come on, we're at the beach. Who doesn't like the beach? <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I feel like someone's following me. Ah, come on, family vacation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, clearly something's going on. But, like, so you, you, you have to pay attention to, like, there, there's, like, say – there's like a family which is the main family. Then there's like maybe uh, ten to fifteen sort of other characters, varying in importance, and all of them have at least one thing about them that kind of that's like a symbolism to later in the movie. Like they always go back to every like I, I don't want to. You're never gonna see. Can I give you an example? <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm, I I will probably watch it, but I'll right. still watch. Never it. mind. Don't worry about it. Don't no, worry t- about it. Give it to us and the listeners. So, for example, one of the friends in the movie, she talks about how um, she talks about how she got a little plastic surgery in her face, mm-hmm. and um, later the clones, uh, you know, these clone people, they they're essentially trying to kill these people. That's you'll figure that out pretty quickly. I'm not really reading anything there, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, her like their her clone like is like staring in a mirror, like randomly cutting herself in the face. And you, you wonder why you're like, why are you just cutting yourself in the face? Like because that? of the plastic. But surgery. But then you remember at the very beginning of the movie where she talks about how she got a little plastic surgery. Uh huh. And so the clones kind of experience everything that the people do, but they're not really, it's just it weird, symbolism, wild. weird symbolism. It's called but, us. Yeah. And it's kind of scary, but it's, it's not, it's, it's more like, um, psychologically scary than like, uh, right. It's gross. like a thriller. Like you right. mentioned. 
Right. So, it's good. so you I were like it. so you were on the edge of your seat for most of the movie. Is that safe to say? At the edge of my recliner, yeah. <laughs> I was slithering out of my recliner constantly. There you go. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I, give, I give it the uh, translatable podcast seal of approval. Nice. All right. Off to check it out. Mm-hmm. You know what movie I went back and rewatched was uh, Walk the Line with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, where he plays Johnny Cash. Is that Cash? how you say the name? Joaquin Phoenix? I have no... How are you I supposed to say I would say Joaquin. Okay. But I could be wrong, too. I, I like Joaquin Phoenix. Hey, that's a we, good one. <laughs> we have different perceptions and different accents. What can I say, man? That's true. That's a, that's a very good point. Joaquin. But, uh, but yeah, that that I just I've never seen that movie before. It's I honestly don't well, know much about y- it. You're not a big Johnny Cash fan, though, are you? No. All right, I didn't. I didn't think so. I mean, Is it I, a scary I'm, movie? It's no. It's it's a oh, biopic okay. of Johnny so. Cash's life. Oh oh, and Joaquin Phoenix plays uh plays Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. I got you. And he he learned how to sing. And play guitar and do all that stuff for the movie, mm-hmm. which that is stuff. Can you know? Can you tell like the people, the actors that do that, and then the actors that? I mean, you can, I'm sure you can tell the ones that do and don't. But can you tell the ones that do but did it better than others? Like, oh, this person did it, but they just like learned like C chord and G chord. Oh, you mean <laughs> you mean playing guitar? Because right. si- singing, I mean, I'm not, I'm no vocal coach. So I mean, I'm singing not the seems right easier to also uh, not fake because they're both pretty easy to fake, I guess. Right. Well, well, I mean, I it's guess for me as a guitarist, good. I, I try to, I'll usually catch myself if it's a movie like Walk the Line or also A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady By Gaga. The way, uh-huh. I have something to say about that later. Keep going. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do tend to look at their hands. Um, I'll always have, probably always will. Um, I'm kind of weird like that where I think in general, I tend to look like I tend to look at people's right hands because if you play classical guitar, you have, you know, fingernails on your right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of movies, they, they do it. Okay. Justice. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's just, it's tricky it, and, it, and it's hard to say if they're actually playing it. What the craziest movie though, if you want to watch mimic guitar playing, because, uh, he didn't learn it. It's called a movie called Crossroads. And it's with Ralph Macchio, and it tells the story. I'm sure it's, I'm not going to watch that. It's 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 a decent movie. There's it a really be, badass guitar I, duel at the end. It might be, but, but I have a feeling I'm not going to watch that. Prob- probably not. But hey, some of our listeners might. And what so, what it's about is it's about. Um, well, actually, it doesn't even really matter what it's about. But anyways, <laughs> he he didn't play any of the guitar in there. The the guy who he duels with at the end, his name is Steve Vai, absolutely world renowned famous I've heard guitar the name player. Before. Um, yeah, he's Probably fantastic. Um, they he did all the playing, and Ralph Macchio, I think he mimicked it, and it looks somewhat realistic. But anyways, what did you want to say about A Star Is Born? So as I think I've mentioned, I get most of my best movie watching it on airplanes, mm-hmm. and on the flight back from um, I forgot to mention this. I don't know how I forgot to mention this. On the flight back from uh, Berlin, I watched A Star Is Born. And I'll tell you what, that movie is the cheesiest shit ever. I, I predicted that entire thing. I was like, this is so predictable. And I'll tell you this disclaimer. It was it was on the my the person next to me was watching it. I was just watching his screen, so okay. I didn't actually hear any of the words. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then you gotta you gotta it actually got watch the, it. And I was like, this shit is cheesy as hell. <laughs> I was like, I could. I, it it seems so predictable to me. Well, you know why it's predictable, though, right? Because it's been it's remade a, like three times or four times, well, there you maybe. Go. And it seems like just a standard sort of uh, 
star turned has been story. So so give me give me give me your your visual only synopsis of a star is born. What happens? Um, Walk me through it. Well, oh, I can tell you the entire plot of the movie. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> so, um a Lady Gaga, obviously I don't know any of the names. Right. <laughs> I, I think her name's it. Allie or Allison. It doesn't matter because I'm matter. just going to have to go up the people's names. Right, that's fine. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, those are the only characters that really matter. Lady Gaga, Gaga starts off as a, um, as a uh, she works like in a drag theater, it seems yep. like. Yep. A- and it seems like, what do you call it when it's like the uh, sort of the, not over top, but like, um, ca- not cabaret, but like. Yeah, a, cabaret. A, okay, there you go. Cabaret. She has like yeah, a cabaret yeah. theater. And um, Bradley Cooper's drunk ass stumbles in there, <laughs> and um, that's that's definitely a theme. Yep, uh, stumbles well, in there. I mean, there. yeah, yeah. The the whole film, you know, he's struggling with pills and alcohol addiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and some cocaine thrown in, thrown in there for fun, of course. And um, so Bradley Cooper comes in there and he tells her how how great she is. And um, long story short, because I didn't watch the entire thing, I have a life. Uh, long story short they end up dating and it seems like it sort of starts as like one of those typical take you under my wing as an artist and Mm -hmm. then oh it turns out we're actually because i remember i remember it it started off with her working with him and then the next time i look back she's in the bathtub with him i was like okay so i think they're a thing now (laughs) right and so they're in the bathtub and then so she starts going on the road with him and um obviously she's good so people start noticing her, and she starts mm-hmm. to get her own little career. Yep. And um, and sort of in the meantime, I think um, he start, started to feel a little bit re- a little bit of resentment because his career as uh, your typical, um, I mean, only so many of these people survive. You know, he's like a r- aging rock star, and so he's kind of losing popularity as she's gaining mm-hmm. popularity. Right. And um, and so she uh, ends up doing very well. She gets a she wins a Grammy for best new artist. By the way, mm-hmm. no words, no subtitles, and I know it's best new artist at the Grammys. <laughs> Good work. I'm pretty impressed by this. <laughs> and um and and she, you know, they they got to put on the scene. So he comes, he walks up there with her, but he's on um, he's on coke and and hammered. So he passes out on stage, and she's trying to hold him up and um. He goes to rehab, and uh, they have uh, they have a rough go. She still continues to kill it, mm-hmm. uh, but they live happily ever after. Blah 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 blah. He becomes sober and starts, you know, I don't know, getting back to his roots. He he he. I, all I know at the very end, he's in his truck, his dad's uh, Dodge Ram, and it's like, oh, there we go. Now he's sober and back home with his dad. That's how his it da- ended. His 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 dad's dead, by the way. I missed that part. Was that but, just like a flashback or something? So, so you didn't. So you didn't was catch that a the flashback? actual. That was his older brother. Oh, all right. Um, well, that's how but, old he looks. That's how right. old he is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, how good? How was that? That was good, but you missed the 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 saddest part of the entire movie. He killed himself at the end. Spoiler alert! Sorry to all of our listeners who haven't seen it. He oh, kills he himself at the end. Yeah, yeah. How he does, hangs did he himself, hang himself in his garage? Maybe I did see that. I don't remember. Yeah, I think. I don't know because I didn't even get the final because. Oh, I know why I missed it. He was he was watching that movie, like that movie was ending, like as we were landing. So I think I kind of zoned out. Uh huh. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I he, think he turned it off early. And what what's interesting about it though is, <laughs> I guess Bradley Cooper received <laughs> right. He received a lot of flack for not. Like I guess a lot of people were like, "Well, you could have." This used is based this on a film true character. Well, it's based on an old. 
I think the first movie came out in like the 50s. It's, um, oh, okay. But it's not based on anyone specifically. I don't think so, no. No. Um, and, the, and the whole reason why he kills himself in the movie is because he feels that he is hindering and being a burden on his family and on his wife, which is Lady Gaga's character, because... You know, he gets sober, comes home. She says, yeah, I just want to spend time with you. I'm going to cancel my summer tour to be with you. Oh, we can work okay. on music. And he feels that guilty. That makes sense. Now that I see, now that I yep. hear this, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's I don't all, know. That's see, what all that talking was that they were it's, doing. It's, it's so funny, though, dude. You and I, this is why I love doing the podcast with you. You and I have <laughs> such different views. Like, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it just seems so pre- too predictable to me. Yeah. It's yeah, like I've just I mean, seen this so movie so many times. Like this is, this is just a, a. I mean, maybe it's a good movie, but to me, it's just. And, and maybe you like it because your mom told you you look like a drunken Bradley Cooper. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she, even, she, she she never even told looking me like that, a, but... even looking like a drunken Bradley Cooper is kind of a compliment. <laughs> a fifty-year-old drunken you drunk said Bradley that, Cooper but, uh, is still kind of a compliment to most people. Right. Even to me, even if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Oh, thanks! Right. Wow, I've been—I uh, did, did do something new with my hair." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, but yeah, nice man. Well, that's good. I—I have—have uh, a little story. I had oh. a, a quite a good and interesting experience this weekend. So I stayed at an Airbnb with my buddy David, and Majolsta. Uh, that's right. Shout out to my buddy David. Haven't seen him in a while, so that was really good. But what was crazy, well, I have a couple crazy things to share. First of all, this isn't really crazy, but I met some two uh, really cool dudes at our Airbnb. One of them was uh, a Kiwi. Do you know where Kiwis are from? Uh, I do. The Blacks. <laughs> uh, that's their, uh, yeah, New, uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, yes, sir. I think the Blacks is their, uh, the All Blacks or something like that is their rugby team. I'm not uh-huh. just calling them okay. black people. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And then... Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, and then his name was Kyle. And then I met uh, a guy named Elijah from Montreal. And what was crazy about, uh, we, we all started talking and Elijah, turns all out blacks. he's actually a, there you go. Elijah is actually a translator and he translates documents and, and articles and different things from Russian into oh. English. And he can also do French as well because he, he grew from? up actually in, in, in Montreal. He, oh, and okay. I think he grew up in Quebec. Um, and so, were so they it was speaking really uh, cool. Russian? Uh, a little bit. Him and David were, yeah. Um, but it was it was just cool to meet those guys. They were really interesting, and that's actually what gave me the idea of today's episode because we were talking about accents and how different mm. people perceive them when we were having dinner together, and we all a little little foreshadow into our main segment. Uh, we all kind of agreed that for some reason most people tend to think British accent. Now, depending on the British accent, there are many of them. Oh, but kind of the standard, I, 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 the, the, standard <laughs> the standard British accent. I think a lot of people tend to think it's very sophisticated. But we'll talk right. more about that later. Um, but the other thing that was really crazy, though, dude. So uh, we met uh, David and I met this other guy named Jorge who is from the states, and uh, Jorge has a Russian girlfriend. You know, David speaks Russian. So we were like, and Jorge told us about a club in Prague you could go to where that's like where Russians go to. So David and I were like, you know, I would not want to go there. No offense. But I don't think I want to go. We checked it out. It was really interesting. (laughs) It's called Fashion, Fashion Club in Prague. How do you spell it? F A S U N or something like that? No, same same way we spell it in English. Nothing exciting there. But we go there, dude, and he was right. It was all Russians. We were, well, Russians and. Eastern Europeans, or I don't even know what the right term is, actually. 
um, Eurasians, I think maybe, because mm-hmm. there were some there were some girls from Kazakhstan there, um, and mm. it was really funny. David was talking to one of them, and he asked in English, you know, where are you from? What's your name? And then in Russian, he asked her, "Do you speak Russian?" And before that happened, he had Move told her Anglitsky. she was. Uh, he had told I really her think that one through. That, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Uh, he he had told her he was from America, and then the uh-huh. next thing he said was he asked her in Russian, "Do you speak Russian?" And so she was kind of like, mm, "I I think you're faking being an American." And so to me, I just thought that was hilarious. Does he um, often get the uh, "Why is your Russian so good?" Like you get the "Why is your German so good?" I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I would imagine so. But I but I asked him about a, kind of a similar question. He said that Russians, for some reason, you know, making a broad generalization here, but he told me that do. a lot of Russians, um, th- you know, they have been told that their language is a powerful language and a strong language and a lot of, you know, different places speak Russian maybe as a second language or a third language or, or mm-hmm. maybe even a first official language. And uh, so Russians didn't act too surprised when he would speak Russian with them. Whereas it's always funny, you're right. When I talk to Germans, they always ask me either, why do you speak German? Or I'm always so flattered when they say, why do you speak such good German? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the nice why do you speak German is a little more aggressive. It's like, who's right, well, asking? <laughs> well, they ask, why, why do you learn German? Right, right, right. Is right. what they usually ask. But yeah. that's a, See, I understand why certain countries ask that, even though I still don't, I still kind of don't like that they ask that. I mean, I get it though. Right. But it's like German's a pretty big language there, Chief. It's like a it's not that uncommon of a language for people to learn. Right. And what's really funny Especially is for I, Americans, I think. Oh, definitely. And a lot of Americans have German heritage, which is why they want to learn it. You know, they had an Oma or an Opa, uh grandma or grandpa that was German speaking or, or whatever. But My what's really name funny is Johan. Right. I love your middle name. It's such a badass middle name. Uh, but anyways, what was interesting, though, is I, I talked to the, the host of our Airbnb who was uh, Czech. And he and when I told him I was learning Czech, he like laughed and he goes, why are you learning a language where only 10 million people speak it? Mm-hmm. Which, which like I had never really thought about it that way. But I, I kind of explained to him, look, the fact that I can understand and speak a little bit of Czech Like, there are some similarities with Ukrainian, um, with Slovak, like a lot of, you know, Czechs that were around when Czechoslovakia was still a country. They understand Slovak, no problem, and vice versa. Yeah, there are some different words, um, slightly different pronunciation for things, but uh, I think it's really cool when you learn another language and you can, it, it kind of helps you pick up bits and pieces of other languages. Right. I'd say there's two things. One, I mean, that one, the obvious answer is because I live here. And right. it's a perfect opportunity to learn a language that I've never been. Uh, one, I I'm, I'm fully immersed in it, and I've never yep. uh, thought. You know, I I don't know anything about it. So why wouldn't I learn it? And two, I, not all, not not every sort of decision like that in life is made so rationally like that. Like, or else everyone mm-hmm. would be driving Toyota Corollas or whatever. Right. It's like who's making decisions purely based off of statistics and oh, statistically speaking, the best decision for it's like is that how you want to make all your decisions? Right. Maybe I just find Czech more interesting than uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know whatever other language it is. Right. I'm not well, even I, say anything because <laughs> right, that's a good call. I I think I think too at the same time, people we like to think that we're logical. We're not logical. No. You know, we we do a lot of things. We might do things thinking that it's the right thing or it's the logical thing. I'm waiting for the silver jumpsuits, though. We're all just wearing the... (laughs) (laughs) This is the most uh, energy-efficient piece of uh, uh, clothing to wear. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Jared, do you think it's time to 
Spread a little love. There we go. It's all right. A little lag. Uh, That's okay. I'm sorry. Do you have any shout outs Spread for this episode? Love. Um, I don't. I don't. You know, I'm going to... I don't. I don't. But, okay. um, you know, I it's it's hard because I think so, sometimes now I'm nervous that we're going to have the same ones. And I'm like, I, if, I want them to be just as organic as they would be before I knew your, knew your secret source. Oh, are you using my secret source now? I look at it, but um, some of okay. those seem, most of those seem too cheesy to me. I was like, I, I wouldn't talk about any of this stuff. Well, this you is too know, cheesy. I embrace the cheesiness. So, <laughs> so there you go, dude. That's a good rule of thumb. If you think it's cheesy, I'll probably talk about it, and you you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. So, my first one goes out to the state of Michigan, mm. which uh, the state of Michigan now has barred LGBT discrimination in state adoptions. So any type of foster homes or adoption agencies, if they discriminate against LGBT uh, couples, they will not receive state funding, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, and for, for those religious listeners out there who at least I have a good friend of mine who's very religious, <clears throat> and he me, told ahead. me, well, you know, oh, well, you can't, you know, if you're if you're an LGBT couple, you can't raise your children because they're more likely to be gay and blah, blah, blah. It's like, first of all, I think Did you any tell them child. SMD? Well, well, I think any child um, deserves a home with two loving parents. And to me, I don't think it matters if that's a man and a woman, two men, two women. Is this a conversation parents. you had with someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 told me that they they don't Who is think it? in in Czech Republic no, or no, American no, back person? in the states. Back in the states. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. And he, here's the thing. Um, like I said, I think as long as there are two loving parents, I don't think it should matter what their sexual orientation is, what their gender is. Um, I'm sure there's lots of conservative people and very religious people who are cringing at the thought of that. But, but that's it's just almost my just so much denial to the uh, all the uh, physical and emotional damage happening in all of those households as well. Right, right, right. And, How about and you look within? <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're not hurting anybody. Um, so yeah, all right, my next shout out goes out to former U.S. President Jimmy Carter because he has now Jimmy. reached a historic milestone. He is the oldest living president hmm. or former president in the history of U.S. presidents. Okay. And he also just seems he also just seems he? like a genuine good guy. Like he helps build houses with his wife. They volunteer a lot of their time and their resources. And he just seems like a general good guy. So shout out to you, Jimmy. How old is um, he? Ah, uh, I knew that you were asking me that. Uh, 94. Before the last episode. <laughs> 94. 94. That's solid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yep. And it's yeah, crazy he, like, to see pictures of him. Stuff? What? I feel like I've heard stuff about yeah, him yeah. and related well, he, to farms. So, so this is funny. He had a peanut farm, and he ended up selling his peanut farm before he became president, so there were no conflicts of interest. And now if you look <laughs> at our current president... <clears throat> Um, that the same cannot be said. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I think our current president would say Jimmy Carter's a fool. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what was he thinking? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and my last shout out goes out to the Indian Navy because they have rescued over 192 people in the cyclone hit Mozambique. Damn. So. When the cyclone hit Mozambique. Mm-hmm. That's uh, how far away. Uh, that's I don't know. I don't. I'm not even gonna ask. I was yeah, just wondering I, how I far. But <laughs> also, it doesn't really matter because the navy. I assume it ships everywhere, not just right off the coast. Of- <laughs> right, I would imagine so. Yeah. Wow, that's so, cool. Yeah. So re- yeah. So and actually, it was Mozambique, Zimbabwe, and Malawi. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, so the Navy has rescued more than 192 people and provided assistance to 1,381 people in medical camps, which okay. were set up by the Navy. So big shout out to the Indian Naval crew helping out all these people in need in Mozambique. And here at the Untranslatable Podcast, we also uh, send you our uh, good vibes and hope everything will be good in the near future for everyone Spread a little affected love. by that. So Jared, that was our uh, shout outs for today. Do you happen to know what time it is? I always know what time it is. And I'm always on time. <laughs> Never too late. Always on time. Um, I assume you have a Czech one at least. What? How many? I, I do. But I want to start off with a Dutch one. Because okay. I, when I was in the metro uh, in Prague this weekend, there was a, a mother and a daughter who were Dutch. And I heard them speaking Dutch. And so I was like, ooh, I want to do a Dutch untranslatable this week. Mm-hmm. So my Dutch one for you is... <clears throat> here, here we go. <laughs> Is that it? Let's under the knee haven. <laughs> oh wait, say that again. I think I got to know some of it. Let's under the knee haven. Something under the the knees to kick someone under the knees or something like that. To have something under your knee. To have something under your knee. Mm-hmm. Oh, haven is like haben. Uh huh. Mm. To have maybe something it's haben. Un- I'm not sure. To have something under your knee. Hmm. Is that like to be... Oh, I know what that is. It's to be keeping a secret. Nope. Oh. I love how confident you were on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what that one is. Yeah, no. I think it's because you've talked me up too much on my right. abilities. Now That's I'm like, true. Oh, I, I got this. Uh, we, we use a different body part. We use our hands. Is it like to, to, know, like to know something very well? Is like to be... Know, Hit the I know it like the back dude. of my hands. Yeah, it basically means to have mastered something. Yeah. It's under my knees. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of get to it. have it under your knee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, well, I'm going to let you do yours first, and then I want to do mine separately, because I, I have I, we're, I made a game out of this. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I have a couple as well that I want to ask you after these as well. But all right, my next okay. one. I have to give a special shout out um, to Pavlina, who is one of my Czech friends here in Komutov. She gave me this one today. Um, and here we go. One more time. It's hard to say. And it means, sorry, it means you're pulling my sock. Oh, is it like you're, uh, you're messing with me? Like you're pulling my, you're pulling my, yanking my chain or you're like pulling my leg? Pulling my is that leg. Is? Hit Thank that ham horn. Yes, sir. This is like a this is like a speed round. It is. I am a professional. You are. This is why you make the big bucks, Jared. Speaking of being a professional, though, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Nino, one of our friends. We know oh, him yes. quite well. Uh-huh. We've spent a lot of good time with him. Um, he has um, some Sicilian in his family, and he pa- passed along some untranslatables to me via Instagram. Untranslatable podcast. However. Well, this is what he did. First, he sent me just the Sicilian uh, uh, phrases. And I'm like, thanks. He's like, let me know if you need the translations or anything. And I was like, I can probably <laughs> tr- like translate them, but it would be, it would be useful to know what they are. Right. And then he sent me back just the, um, like the literal translations, which turns out is actually very useful because Google Translate does not have a Sicilian choice. Okay. Uh, uh, so, but how, but... You know, I'm not going to go back to him for a, a third time and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa but and now explain each one. This is not his job. He gave us right. these. Right. So instead, what, what we're going to do here is we're going to try to decide together what they are. 
Oh, all right. I like this. Teamwork I, makes the dream work. I wrote down guesses for myself. So just okay. so speed this along a little bit so we're not just sitting here. But obviously, these are just guesses that I thought of right before we started recording this. The first one is, uh, these are all Sicilian, which is, uh, I guess, is like, um, how would you explain it? Like, uh, I don't want to say an offshoot of Italian because I think. I mean, it's a dialect of Italian. Uh, Okay. I think that's fair. So I'm not slipping on gator piss. I don't think so. Okay. We'll find out if we get an email from some Sicilians. How dare you disrespect my family like that? (laughs) (laughs) Many freghista. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I also, and one thing I had to do is he, he gave, he also, this one the, the, is the number one. And obviously it's different depending on, um, on the, uh, on the, uh, what do you call it when it's male or female? The gender? The, the gender of the article. Yep. And so I just had to guess because it's padre that it's probably unu instead of una. That's just a guess. Okay. Unu padre, poor Supportare sentu ragazzi ma sentu bambini passonte se porto un padre. Ooh, you said that nice and smooth. Did I? I felt like it was slow and clunky. Okay, may- maybe a little. I'm but sweating. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what does that actually mean? Um, it means one father cannot support, uh, excuse me, one father can support. 100 kids, but 100 kids can't support one father. I think it just, I think this just means that you gotta, gotta listen, listen to your, listen to your father, listen to your dad. I mean, that's, I'm hamhorning you based off of my guess. That's my okay. guess too. Okay. My, that's what I put. I said essentially respect your elders because like they, they support, um, like they All can support you. a lot of you, but mm-hmm. you have no, you have no ability to support yourself. Right. Which I'm sure every uh, most children probably heard in some some capacity as a child of um, oh definitely that any parents worth a snort. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I have another one. Uh, chi, uh, chi, uh, also Sicilian. All three of these are. Ci arriva per pri, pri, uh, ci, let me start over. Ci arriva per primo bastoni bandiera, and it means uh, who gets their first sticks. Who gets there first sticks the flag. Excuse me, I should have put some punctuation in there. That punctuation is important. Who gets there first <laughs> sticks the flag. Early bird gets the worm. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. I put winner takes all, but... Uh, okay. Who gets there first sticks the flag. Yeah. It's yeah. it's sort of like a, who gets to the moon first gets to put that America flag in the moon. That's right. <clears throat> One more. You're doing great, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> According to me, the Sicilian expert, because uh, one of my friends uh, gave me some <laughs> Sicilian words. Uh, one more. Quando arrivi, scrivi. That's my favorite. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> sounds good. What does That's it mean? That's by far my favorite. And I think you might actually be able to figure this one out a little bit. Let's, 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 let me say it one more time slowly. Okay. Like I said it fast the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Quando... Arrivi, scrivi. When you arrive, and I don't know what scrivi means. It's kind of a uh, cognate to English, a little bit. Really? I would say so. Well, not, qu- not, I'm assuming I'm assuming quando arrivi means when you arrive or yes. when they arrive. Yeah. Yes. Para when, when they arrive, they 
Skrivi. Give it to me. I have no idea. Uh, Skrivi is right. When you oh, arrive... Oh, like scribe. Okay. There you go. When you I arrive, see. you will write. And um, apparently it, it originated, this is according to Nino, our uh, Sicilian correspondent. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the 1900s, when Italians were moving to the States, they, uh, it was a, you know, sort of a, like a, with something you told your, the people, your family leaving to go to the States. Okay. Quando arrivi, scrivi. When oh, you when arrive, you, right. So when you arrive, you, you got to, when you get there, you got to tell your family you made it safe. Exactly. So right? I assume, I, yeah. So I could totally imagine like his parents or grandparents or like, you know, Sicilian family still using that today because it just rolls off the tongue so nicely. Quando arrivi, scrivi. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like I could see if my par- if my mom was Sicilian, she would definitely say that. You know, uh, when I moved over here, you know, you know, it's it, it's like keep in touch, stay in contact, don't be a stranger, something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, my parents definitely when I first got my license, which for those of you that don't know outside of the US, we get our license at 16 because uh we're, we're more responsible than everyone else. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> no, but we do. I think because we have 16. bad public infrastructure and, and for public like, transportation. My, essentially, my entire time of being in high school, my parents said, whenever you go anywhere, you have to tell us when you got there. And definitely in my senior year, I'm not bragging here, but uh, I, I got a little lazy with it. But they, they definitely did hold me to it th- to through most of high school. Quando arrivi scrivi. Right. <laughs> well, Jerry, the uh, 21st century version. I got a couple British sayings, and I right. want to see if you can dis- decipher these. So here Bring we go. Bring it there, mate. The uh, first that was that was more Australia. Gator uh, all right, so I this mean, they one, say made in in England too. They do. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so they they lost the plot. They lost the plot. Oh, it's like. Um, I I understand what what I think I understand what they're saying, but I, it's like, you, like we're not you like you don't understand what I'm saying. Like you can't keep up. Nope. 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 Okay. I'm not even close. Like you're an idiot. It, you're stupid. Nope. It means have you lost the plot. It means it means you lose your cool. You get very oh, angry. Interesting. Uh-huh. I thought by plot it meant like you lose your place in the story or something like that. No, I think it just you lose your. It's like you lose your lid your or cool. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think Low we pull. say that. Yeah, yeah, lose your lid. All you right, so this pot. this one's kind of funny. <laughs> Let's have a chin wag. <laughs> I just imagine two like uh, British people like, come on then, with their fist like, uh, let's have a chin wag with the, doing that old timey fist a cuff motion. So, so I can tell you, chin wag is a lot friendlier. Uh, oh, okay. Is that like a make out? <laughs> <laughs> No, it just means to have a brief chat Too with Too friendly? Someone. Oh, okay. <laughs> brief, brief chat. Chin wag. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Here, here's another funny one. It's interesting one. how these English ones are some of the hardest ones I've, I, right, <laughs> I've had right. to do. <laughs> All right, Jared, what do, you think, what do you think that's manky means? That's manky. Manky. Mm. Like ridiculous? No, manky means unpleasantly dirty or disgusting. And the slang usage dates all the way back to the 1950s when it was probably a combination of mank, which means mutilated or maimed, and the old French word manque, to fail, and the Latin Mm -hmm. uh, mancus or maimed. Uh, And you can also feel manky if you're sick or under the weather. 
feeling a little manky. <laughs> right. Or this is oh, this is a good God. one. I, I hate I that like I'm this doing one. this British accent, but it's so much fun. <laughs> right. Um, all right, hold up. Let me let me see. I had one more for you. One moment here. One of my personal favorites that we still like to joke about from time to time. That's an old untranslatable. Uh-huh. Was the uh, cut in Twitcher? Oh, yep. Which is uh, like an eavesdropper or a nosy person. Right. So, so Jared, what do you think out on the lash means? Out on the lash. That sounds like someone that's angry. It's not. Or someone that's like on a bender. Yeah. There you go. Okay. It, it means drinking or a night out partying. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, I'll give you one sense. more. Right. I'm skint. Skint? Mm-hmm. Exhausted, wasted, nope. or like nope. uh, like hungover, like nope. spent. Na- knackered would be exhausted. Oh yes, knackered. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. say that in America, though. I've heard people, but I think Americans sometimes use that to mean intoxicated. I haven't heard many Americans say that, and if so, it was probably someone that thinks that they picked up the British accent by studying abroad for a semester. Probably. Anyways, I'm skint. Any last guesses? Naked. I have oh. no money. Oh, I'm broke. Okay. You got a you got a couple quid. I'm <laughs> I'm a little skint right now. <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah, so there's a couple British phrases, and uh, it just goes to show you how different British English uh, can be with American English. And a lot of Americans, I would say, can't. You know, a lot of those I didn't know either. I picked all the ones that I had no idea what they meant. I figured I could get you on those, so I feel pretty confident. This um, is a hard thing to, for me to at least. This is a hard thing for me to find, but I wonder. What kind of American slang the British people use? Oh, I think that's a good question. Some of that, um, some of that British slang that you say we use here, like knackered, mm-hmm. is definitely a British thing. I mean, I bees, guess bees knees. All, that one's British. Is it okay? Yeah. Um, what I, I mean, I can't think of any more. Down it? No, I don't even know where. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but um, I wonder if they have any, or or if that's because while I think uh, um, you know there is the sort of the uh, the stereotype that the American accent's kind of the dumb English accent, right? And so I wonder if that is how they feel in England. If they're like, ah, what are you doing using that uh, that uh, uh, dude or whatever? Well, they say dude. Oh, that's a good right. example. <laughs> well, there's right. a good actually. That is a good example. Dude, dude's Do they kind use of American, dude? isn't it? Oh, it's for I sure like, American. I feel like I started in California. Dude. Dude be used in... But I've seen British TV shows before. And they've used dude. Interesting. Okay. I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel like okay. it. Not, now you're making me feel self-conscious. Well, so Jared, let me, let's, let's move on to our main segment. And I want to give you some just some fun facts about how linguistically diverse the UK is. Okay. So in the States, in North America, so I guess also Canada, in the United States and Canada, there is one accent per 10 million people. But in Britain... Uh, there is one accent per one million uh, three hundred thousand. Hmm. So it goes to show you how much more linguistically diverse um, British English is. Um, and what's crazy? So the UK has about less, a little bit less than sixty different accents. The US is more near like forty, and Canada has about ten. Ten really. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I also I also heard that that um, that stereotypical sort of classy, fancy British accent that everyone talks about mm-hmm. is is 
only spoken, only actually spoke natively spoken by a like a very small percentage. I believe it was oh, like definitely. two or three percent of English people actually sort of had like it's not that popular of a. a accent right natively really right and, and the accent you mean is the queen's english as they there call you go. it yeah. yeah and and right here it's funny the queen's english is generally used in american films but it is not as widespread as you would actually think so only two percent of british people speak the queen's english and it's also not a regional accent the queen's english um so yeah, so and it's also it was adopted by the BBC in broadcasting as like the standard accent to use in 1922. So like when you when you audition or or, or get hired at BBC, they're like, this is you have to speak Queen's English. Well, it's kind of like how reporters generally in the states speak with oh, more yeah. of a Midwestern accent. Hi, I'm here, and I'm. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's a very it's a very specific tone that you have to go to. Right to, uh, but I guess I guess it's just it, it is to a certain extent, uh, you know, the most un, you know just enunciating is is all it really is. Right. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, it's funny. What what accents, Jared? Do you think are viewed as the most attractive in the United Kingdom? Well, the Queen's English. That's number two. That's number two. That's number two. Is like, is there like a posh? Is that a different one? That that is the posh accent. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. It's so not, gonna, it's it not, not Cockney, is it? No, definitely <laughs> not Cockney. Um, but the, the most attractive accent, and this is this is all coming from um, a website called uh, McGowan's Transcriptions Co.uk. So, um, and I don't know where they got their data, but Southern Irish is viewed as the most attractive accent. Then the Queen's English, and then Welsh. And the mm. least attractive accents are Brummy, which if you know Ozzy Osbourne, that's like a Brummy accent. So uh, is, is is Ozzy Osbourne, is he not a tough person to, is that an accent or is that just not years of drug abuse? Like I thought that was mostly years of drug abuse. I mean, I think that. it's a combination of both. Okay. But. <laughs> I feel like this is a bad example because I was like, I don't know, like he mumbles a lot. Do they all mumble like that? They might. I'm not sure. See, I, I didn't do my homework on Brummy. Um, yeah. So it's, it's hard to say. Maybe that's my own. Uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Ozzy and the family of the, the Osborne family. I don't know if that's uh, drug abuse or if that's actually how they talk. Right. Yeah, I have no idea. But what's also crazy oh, I is there was a lot of drug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, eating bats isn't good for you, turns out. <laughs> he, that's, he ate a bat, right? Or like <laughs> he bit the head bit off a bit's of head bat. Off. Yeah, yeah. He didn't eat a bat, right? Yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Also, though, there was an international study that says that 25% of British accents were, were the world's most attractive accents. Mm. So so there you go. Do you, know what number, um, do you know what number two is? For what? Least attractive? No, most attractive. Oh, excuse me. You're talking about Britain. Que- Queen's English. I t- I it's Queen's it English, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. So, so here's Wait, what's you haven't inter- told me what number one is yet, have you? Yeah, I did. Southern Irish. Oh right, right. Southern I meant, Irish. Uh, is the reason one. why I was confused because I meant to mention that. You also mentioned Welsh. I yeah. don't know if I could spot a Welsh accent. I couldn't either. I definitely couldn't. Okay. Either. I no, just wanted no, to know if I was no alone on that. What's interesting though is that um, so there was also a poll about attitudes toward regional accents. So a poll asked to rate ten British accents and how intelligent, friendly, and trustworthy they sounded, which mm. also reveals a lot of you know. Prejudice and preconceptions about regional accents, right? 
So the Queen's English um, looks like it's the most intelligent accent, at least, least perceived. Actually, no. Tied for the most trusted with uh, Devon accent. I can but, imagine it being sounding the most intelligent, but I could also imagine that intelligence coming off kind of untrustworthy, you know? Yeah, maybe. Could be. The or friendliest, like sort of that, though, fake, that fake friendliness almost. Yeah, maybe. Could be. Like you know too uh, much, you fancy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's what true. What kind of money are you hiding, you fancy person? But uh, uh, the Devon accent is viewed as the friendliest. So that's okay. kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, so it's so it's really interesting, you know, how accents are viewed, and and I think most Americans, you know, because of films and other things, we just associate a British accent with the Queen's English, which is definitely not true. But I will say that accentism is definitely, you know, which is a bias against regional accents, is definitely a thing, and I think accentism also plays out in the United States. What do you think, Jared? Oh, for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Um, uh, Southern accents and some sort of some of the East Coast accents are definitely looked down upon in comparison to um, others. And um, my question for you, and I obviously was thinking about the American dialects as well. Do you think there's any validity to any of that? No, not at all. Okay. Um, I, I will say this. I think there's validity in terms of how you use a language, but I think right. having an accent does not, to me, I mean, yes, we all have our preconceived notions, right? Like, hate to throw all of our, all of our Southern listeners under the bus right now, but when I hear a Southern Slipping accent, gator piss. I definitely don't associate a Southern accent with high intelligence. Although I've met people, <laughs> I've met people from the South who are incredibly intelligent people. Um, so obviously it doesn't hold water Mama, there, hoo -hoo. but the, but the thing about the Southern accent is, you know, they're, they're just negative connotations. And I think it's a lot of it comes from media. You know, you watch movies, the rednecks generally have a Southern type of accent, right? They have some type of right. draw or something like that. Right. Um, you know, a lot of movies you see with British accents, you know, like you'll see like Sherlock Holmes or like Dr. Who with these really intelligent, you know, mm -hmm. British people. Right. Um, so, Although so Walker, I, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris was very smart in that TV show, and he had a Southern accent. Did he have a Southern accent? Mm -hmm. It was yeah. He took place in Texas. He's from Texas, Texas. I don't know. It, it didn't sound like super Texas drawly yeah, though. Right. Did his it? partner though? The, the his partner did. His Dodge Ram had a Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but I you do I understand what you're saying though, and, and it's not it's it's not it's. It's the accent that has these connotations to it, but at the uh, I, don't, I, well, I almost said at the end of the day, but it's not the accent; it's the application of the exactly. language. So you could, I mean, it, you know, it, it's more about the, how how terrible your grammar is, uh, uh, more than anything. And and maybe in media, some um, some some accents have more of a connotation to that because that's how media portrays it. Right. Uh, if you were to look at like you know Beverly Hillbillies or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, or like, uh, for example, I don't know, um, Goodwill Hunting or something like that. Look at all these fancy Boston people with their uh, books and stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and people claim that, and people do claim that the Boston accent is similar to a, Brit you know, most similar to a British accent as far as American accents go. Do do they? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could kind of see that. I'm, especially, I, I'm saying it here, and I'm sticking to it. All right. I'm not gonna let you back me down off my point 
<laughs> well, well, I, I, I see where they draw some of the similarities, right? Like, like they don't really pronounce their R's in, in Boston, you know, right. like they don't say car, they say ka, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see, but I wonder, is that They're closer like to, to wicked? British or is that closer to maybe like Irish? Because isn't there a really, really large Irish population in the East of the United States? Yeah, I guess so. East I Coast? guess so. Yeah, maybe is, it is closer to Irish, but which is interesting though. So I was talking to um, Elijah, who's from Montreal, a couple days ago, and we came to the conclusion: we figured out where the "aboot" in Canadian English comes from. Do you have any how guesses? Figure, where? How did you figure this out? So we well, we were t- we were t- I was explaining. Um, we we were talking about accents. We were talking about British accents, Canadian accents, American accents, and. Um, I mentioned to him, I really like the way like standard Canadian English sounds because it's it's a little different than American English and mm-hmm. there is more of a British influence on it. Oh, I know where it comes from. Where does it come from? The French. No. All right, keep going. No. <laughs> um, that's a good guess though. But it actually, so, well, and, and this, is, this is just from us talking about it. We didn't look this up. So this is not that's a scientific enough. opinion. That's good enough. That's better more better than, good than meme news. I mean, it came from a legit <laughs> Canadian. So I think it's fair. And he but, is a translator too. He knows a lot about language. He does. And we, we nerded out on languages. One of my personal of favorite German words is translator. Übersetzer? No, Dolmetscher. Oh, Dolmetscher. Okay. I enjoy nice. that word. It's fun. It's a good word. Uh, but anyways, so the Aboot... Our theory is there's a lot of Scottish uh, that immigrated to the eastern part of Canada. And if you think of Scottish English, they also say something similar to a boot. Oh, okay. So so that's I our didn't, theory. I didn't know that. I mean, okay. I, I, I believe you. I mean, I don't believe you, but it makes sense. <laughs> it, it makes sense, dot, 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 in theory. <laughs> right, in theory. In practice, it could be completely different. Uh, but uh, Huh. But yeah, and it, it's so, funny though because um, different accents. Like when I was talking to Kyle about New Zealand accents, um, some people told him that like a New Zealand accent sounds kind of posh or sophisticated, and he thought that was really funny because he said to most New Zealanders, if you speak with a really thick New Zealand accent, it's kind of like an American speaking with like a thick Southern accent, where they view it as kind of like you're uneducated, mm. you know, you're kind of from the country. Your country bumpkin, right. as we might say, you know. Yeah, huh? I had a New Zealand teach New Zealand, uh, New Zealandish. How how would you <laughs> New Zealander New Zealander. A Zealand a Z a Z head teacher uh, in uh, in in high school and middle school, and he, he I I think it all just depends on also who they're talking to. Because, like, I could imagine someone, like, when someone said it sounded like it sounded very fancy, I could imagine that. But that was a teacher speaking to a large group of people from all different countries. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you're in a pub in New Zealand and you've had a couple in you, it might not sound as classy as it does in a classroom where you have to be able to, you have to have a wide group of English speakers understand you. Right. Right. That's a great point. And I think what's also interesting, too, is it's the same with British English. You know, I think in the United States, at least, it's become so glorified with, you know, films and television shows. Whereas I guarantee if you went to a pub somewhere and they're speaking a thick Cockney, you know, accent, you're not going to find it that that posh, that sophisticated. Um, And so it's really interesting, you know, the way we perceive accents, especially cross-culturally. You know, so I agree with you. Can I, um, 
I want to I want to quiz you cuz I'm glad okay. you you've I'm glad you brought this up. I have a list and it's scientifically proven. Bad. Okay. That's kind of a joke. It's actually not at all. <laughs> but it's done by Babbel, which is obviously a, a language company. They they do translating software and and right. and, and and stuff like that. Uh and uh they pulled uh hundreds of people. Mhm. Uh, hundreds, excuse me, hundreds of uh, people across Europe to determine which American accents are the most favored. Okay. Oh, and interesting. So we have our own perceptions of we we've you've you've uh, made it clear your perceptions of uh, what, what do we think of what do you think of say like a California accent? Before we get to what the Europeans think, they have All the rank. All right, my dude. They have the rank. <laughs> Doogular, bro. <laughs> I caught the wave and it was wicked, bro. Now they um. Have a list of what these hundreds of Europeans say are the uh, are the uh, uh, most attractive lang- uh, uh, accents. We've talked about the Southern accents. We've mm-hmm. talked about the East Coast accents. I kind of think most of the East Coast accents, some of the, like I enjoy them, but they don't really. They most of them don't sound classy to me in the slightest, and that goes for the I'm Philadelphia people as well. I think yeah. sir, I think a, I think a Southern accent can sound classier than an East Coast accent any day. Oh, I, I I would agree. I think I think it also depends I, on the person speaking. I really think the East Coast. Uh, excuse me. I really think the Southern accent gets lumped into that stereotype of Southerners being dumb. That's why. Right. The Southern accent is immediately kind of like at least for us Americans, right. connotated with dumb. Which is which is interesting though because if you hear like a classy Southerner talk, it does sound really nice. I think it, at least yeah, personally, exactly. I think it sounds really I nice. Think so it's too. sweet. It's kind of sing songy. Yeah, it's charming. You know, I yeah. mean, there's. I think it's an aspect of Southern charm. Yeah, the 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 way that they talk. You know, right. Um. So so okay. So the most I would so guess let, the let's Southern say, accents are probably number one. Oh wow! Good job. That's very good. You started right off the bat with number yep. one leg. That Going leg in strong. Deep Southern accent of the seven accents. There's seven, by the way. Identified in Babel. Could study. you give me all seven? Uh, out of order, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have the Southern accent, East Coast accent. What's left? Let me, all right, let me finish reading this first, then okay. I'll give you the rest of this, the other six. Of the seven accents identified in Babel study, the Deep Southern infer, uh, in, uh, intonation ranked highest, with 20% of foreigners choosing it as their favorite ac- American accent. However, only one country citizens ranked the accent highest. Nowhere else did the Southern twang... Oh, nowhere else did the Southern twang... That's their fault, by the way. Now I'm noticing. Nowhere else did the Southern twang didn't quite make the top spot. That's what they wrote. Okay. Uh, so it didn't make the top spot anywhere else, but it ranked high everywhere else. But it didn't make the top spot in one place. Where do you think that was? Like a European country? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll give hmm. you a clue. Because where else we're going to be here all day. Right. It was an English-speaking one. England? Nope. You, uh, Ireland? Yep. Okay. All right. Here are some of the accents. We have California. We have Texan. We have Bostonian. We have New York. We have Minnesotan. And <laughs> I believe that's it. That's okay. it. Yeah. Okay. I, I even tried to. I tried to. I, that was out of order too. So I right. kind of confused myself. Uh, so southern. <laughs> so southern. Southern English is number one. Yep. Number two. Well, if we're sticking with the Southern theme, then I would guess Texas. N- no. Interestingly no. Okay. enough, Texas is its own thing somehow. 
Yeah, I mean Texas does sound different than like your typical Southern accent. I would say. Okay. All right. Like there, I'm gonna uh, nerd out a little bit for you. Uh, uh, an aspect of Southern American English accents is what we call a diphthong. When you take one one syllable, which is usually a one syllable sound, like an O sound or an A sound, and you make it slightly more like two syllables. Okay. Like, like Bavarian German, they also do this. So, for example, in Bavarian German, standard German, the word for home is Heim, right? Uh-huh. And then Bavarians will say Huam. Okay. So, they take Heim, yeah. which is one syllable, Huam, I'm trying to think of an two. example. I can't think of an example, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> right. And that's, yeah, I couldn't think of any in, in English either. That's why I used the German. My brain was spent on rocking through those untranslatables. <laughs> that's right. That's fair. Um, okay, but so I understand number one what you're was, saying. Right. So, number one was Southern. Number two, I'm going to say, is Californian. No. Okay, what's number, number two? Number two is New York. Really? Evidently, New York. Yeah. Evidently, it's not just Times Square and Broadway that tourists travel to New York for. Ooh, getting a little cheeky. With uh, <laughs> This is in Best Life magazine, by the way. Living my best life. With 18% of the total <laughs> votes, uh, the New York accent took second place in the American accent study. And uh, uh in which country do you think favored New York accents the most? It wasn't an English-speaking country, was it? It was not. Okay. I I'll give know, you France? a clue. Oh, well. <laughs> Chad doesn't need no clues. All right. <laughs> All right. 57% chose, 57% of the French people chose a New York accent. I find that fascinating because I feel like the French would rather hear like a sweet and charming Southern accent. Uh, yeah, I feel like the South... Because the south, the southern accent is way more reminiscent of a French accent, especially for at least in my thought too. Because most of my family is from Louisiana, where a lot of their language comes from French there, or right. a lot of French oh, influence definitely. in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, no. All right, so um, one was southern. But also, two, I think you also have to mm-hmm. keep in mind that I think uh, I think some of that influence might be kind of more old school. That sort of French influence. I mean, it's still there. Let me clarify. Right. But oh, like, I, I feel like a, a lot of this is also. Like this, this sort of study that Babel did was done more recently, where media I think has probably as big or a bigger influence on it than even like these sort of classical linguistic thoughts you might have about why. Oh, without a doubt, you know the French, the French might, the you know Southern English, American might sound more appealing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number three for the Europeans, I'll give. Can I tell you what what you have left? Yeah. Uh, tech out of order. Texan, Minnesotan. Um, interesting. Minnesotan and Midwestern is is separate as well. Because I would say they are different. California and Boston. Are, okay, so number three, number three is Californian. Nope. Yeah. You really want? You're really pulling for California there. So what is it? Not not giving any love to the Midwest, by the way. Let me just. Uh, and is I'm not three the Midwest. It. No, it's not. I'm just noticing that you're not giving any love to it. Number three is Boston. <laughs> the what Europeans, really? Uh, yeah, I don't get that either because. Oh, I cannot. I'm sorry, but I cannot stand <laughs> Boston accent. Slipping on Gator. To piece. me, the uh, Boston accent is uh, the New York accent is aggressive, but it's. I think the Boston accent is more aggressive to me and less charming than the New York accent. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, okay. And I think the Boston accent in general to me, and I, this is sort of a weird um, connotation to have with the Boston accent, but seems to me, the Boston accent seems to be shriller than a yeah. New York accent. <laughs> I always more think of Mark or Wahlberg something or more. <laughs> when I think of a Bostonian accent. Good news accent. for Mark Wahlberg. The Bostonian accent took third place amongst foreigners. That's the first line in this uh, Best oh, Life what? article. Oh, my God. That's great. Okay. <laughs> 
So number four, I'm going to go with Midwestern. Mm-mm. Californian. Yes. Okay. All and right, my dude. Where do you think, uh, who do you think uh, two countries were big fans of the California accent? I think Germany. No. One of them was an English-speaking country. One of them was one of those fancy standard of living countries. Those are my clues for you. So England. Mm-hmm. And Sweden? Parada. Two for two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They, they're they especially fond of the uh, California, Southern, Cal- Southern California specifically. Okay. All uh, right. What's accents. five, Jared? Five is Texas. Okay. And they uh, not everyone in the U.S. is especially fond of the thick Texan accent. It's uh, hard to understand. But that isn't to say everyone in the world despises deep among... Um, and they don't they don't say who who liked that one. And then Midwest is six. And then uh No Minnesota, love for the Midwest. Uh Minnesota is number seven. So But see, yeah. I think I think Midwestern English accents I think that is kind of why a lot of at least Brits might think that American English sounds kind of doesn't sound classy. Let me put it that way. You because think, the you Midwestern, think we're more to do with that than the Southerners. The Southerners is more is more media. Ours is more Southern, the way we the, talk. The Southern <laughs> accent, to me, like I've said, unless it's like a redneck talking, to me, a Southern exactly. accent is really charming. Whereas Midwest, it's kind of dry. It's kind of. I think it's not that also, exciting. I think the Midwestern accent is also the stereotypical nasally accent. Mostly, I was t- just going to say the same and thing. As Absolutely. I realized, as I said, nasally accent, it really highlights it. But that's yeah. that that really accents the um that's that sort of um uh uh feeling that I think other people might have. Oh, absolutely. And I think the Midwestern accent is easiest to hear with a lot of those A's, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Ugh, that's where God. you hear it. Now I'm disgusted by listening to myself and right. <laughs> like turned on my headphones. <laughs> well, even even both of our names. Put on noise canceling headphones as I do this. Oh right. yeah. Chad and Jared. Yeah, both have yeah. that a, that ass sound. When you separate it by itself, it sounds really gross, right? That's why I, I've I've uh I did tell you, I did ask you uh, when we were in, in Europe, should I just go by Johan? It seems easier. Right, right. <laughs> well, how, how do people in the South say your name? Uh, um, well, it's hard because it, I, I, it's mostly just my family, you know? Well, how do they uh, say it? Je- I don't know. Je- I don't know. Just normally. There's, I can't think They of- don't say Jared. There's no way they say Jared. I think you. I think you underestimate how. Uh, I, I I get called. I have a lot of nicknames too. I okay. get called Jay a lot. Okay. Uh, well, see, the the reason why I ask is I think Jared in Southern I get Southern called American Jay a English. lot. To be okay. honest with you, I'm gonna start calling you that. <laughs> you can call me that, but uh, it's 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 hard for me to think of the last time someone just called me Jared. Maybe my grandparents do sometimes, but okay, like not on I the phone. Think, my parents, grandparents really Southern, talk like on the phone. With the Southern American accent, you would diphthong the A. Like we say Jared, right? They it'd be more like a like a I'm gonna try to take a stab at a southern accent here. Here we go. It'd be kinda like a slipping on gator piss. Jared. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right? Jared. Jared. Like it's yeah. slightly different. And that's a perfect example of what you mentioned before is how they yeah, how they split it up. Yeah, there you go. Right. I could have just used my own name. Jared. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's a pretty good uh, crazy, crazy you stuff. Got there, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's and that's how I've heard Southerners say my name, and that's how they say yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, it's it, it's. I don't want to call it a lazier way of speaking because it's not lazier. It's not lazy. It's but softer. they do drag out syllables. Yeah, I think it sounds softer. You have Chad yeah. that ah, and it doesn't sound nice. But yeah, Chad, it sounds a little a little sing-songy, a little softer. You know, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, no, they do that. That's that's a that's a that's a that's this is why you get paid the big bucks. To, to, uh, as the linguist <laughs> just dropping all sorts of lies in one sentence <laughs> right oh man um, so we've talked a lot about these uh, you know stereotypical English speaking countries but um, it's interestingly enough most of the countries we've talked about don't claim English as their native as their native tongue right England doesn't or the excuse me the United Kingdom doesn't um, yeah, yeah, United States doesn't. Yeah, English is not a, an official. It's yeah, not the me, official that's what I mean by the native language. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. the official language of the United Kingdom. In the United States, I believe in Australia, it's not. Um, I think I have it written down somewhere. In uh, New Zealand, it's not. And that's all I know for sure off the top of my head. You know what my favorite English accent is though or like you know when i say english accent i don't mean uk or great britain but i mean you know the language english right i really like south african and a mm-hmm. lot of the african countries where english is an official language yes be- because the accent is a little different i'm sure you heard it in tanzania when you were there yes yes uh, yeah yeah I- i'm a big fan of that too um there, there were, you know, obviously I spent, well, not obviously, no, I, this, I didn't even do this podcast when I went there, but um, I spent a, a, a good amount of time in villages where there wasn't a lot of English being spoken. But as far as mo- most people um, that that grew up in, um, and I think that's also a, very, a common misconception of a lot of these other English speaking countries, is that like most of these people that grew up outside of like you know and outside of like the quote unquote villages that you know went to a, any sort of standard school speak English essentially perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, not even essentially perfectly they speak English perfectly because it's requirement because it's a, a native language or an official language in a lot of these African countries and I do like that and sort it's of it's taught in schools and I do like it too because it has sort of that. Um, you know, I'm an American, so I like how the British accent sounds too. And it has sort of mm-hmm. that British influence to it. Right. It's 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 um like an African um African variation on, on British English. It's not you know, it's not an African variation on American English at all. Definitely not, no. So it starts with British and then they you know, they add their own uh flair to it. I, I, I like that a lot too. I think that's the beauty of language is how it evolves and changes over time. Yes. And it's really it's really kind of a shame that we put people into certain boxes based only on their accent, you know? Um, I saw a, I read about a study where um, there were um, there were two people. One of them was uh, a, a, a white person. One of them was an Asian person. And mm-hmm. they said um, different, different voices, um, not different accents, by the way, different voices, but they said okay. the same thing. And um, the white person's English was was uh, considered to be better. Some people even thought they heard an accent when it was the when there was no like a different accent, some sort of Asian accent. Really, when there when there was no Asian accent applied to it. Huh. And uh, there's all these sort of uh, assumptions put on. Um, and there's, I mean, a lot of that also just comes from ignorance of not even being aware of how many. It's it's interesting too how people are you know you know like Americans are so. Are so gung ho here about people speaking um, about people speaking English and about how about um, 
about you know oh speak you know learn our language but then there but then a lot of those people are simultaneously unaware of how many of these people <laughs> their native language might actually be english right you just like see a different skin tone or something and assume that they're speaking some foreign language yeah it's uh, not some right. quote unquote foreign language um so i have the list of um i have the list of countries that speak english by population and Ooh, we're going right. we're going to do some we're going to do some more guessing here sounds good um Oh shit! No, we're not. I've, I, I've, I'm sorry. I messed up. <laughs> I mean, we can do it, but it's not in order. I just realized. That's all right. <laughs> I like games. I'm a child, and I need these <laughs> things to keep myself. Um... So, the United States. There are uh, the population eligible population. This is uh, as of about twenty, uh, about twenty. Uh, uh, I believe nineteen. Actually, I think I read. Um. So, from an eligible eligible population of 296 million people, uh, the total English speakers, how many would you guess are uh, English speakers as a first language? There's both, but we'll skip just English speakers because that's the majority. 283 million English speakers out of 296 eligible, Mm. but as a first language. You can do percentage as well if that's easier. I have no idea. I don't know. uh, 60%. 79% of Americans, okay. uh, United States of Americans, speak English as a first language. Okay. Uh, Interesting. India, the pot, the, uh, uh, India's tricky because they, have, they speak a lot of different languages in India. Yes. Um, but it is but, the official language right. of India. So I'd say 80%? Well, let me first start by saying the population of India is essentially it's one huge. billion. It's essentially yeah. a billion. It's a billion and change. And by change, I mean 28,737,436. But um, how many, what do you think the population of total English, uh, the total, the population of English speakers and as a first language? As a first language? Yes. This is according Six, to Wikipedia, by the six, way. 60%. No, much, much smaller than that. Uh, 20%. 0.2%. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, and they, in total English speakers. No, no idea. Is, uh, 12.2 essentially. Okay. Uh, you know, and I think that, that, that you, you have to kind of put that number into perspective mm-hmm. with the fact that you're and that. So that's 125 million people that we're talking about uh-huh. there. So when you're dealing with a billion people, I think you kind of have to put it in perspective. Sure. Oh, definitely. Um, let's do let's do an interesting one. Let's do one that is very close to you and I. Germany. Eighty mil. The population of Germany is eighty million. Mm-hmm. Of the eighty million, how many do you think can speak English, percentage wise, or population wise, whatever you prefer? I got both. I'm versatile. I, I mean, definitely over fifty percent. I would okay. say sixty percent. I'll give you that fifty six percent. Okay, uh, that's forty five million four uh, four hundred thousand. Um, how many uh, speak it as a first language? <laughs> as a first language, yes, ten percent. No, point three percent. Oh, geez, I wasn't even close. Okay, okay. Uh, you know it's right, crazy. He, I, okay. I got a little fact for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in China, they say they have more English learners right now in the world than there are English speakers. 
which I believe. Oh, I a hundred percent believe that. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes along with industrialization mm-hmm. and globalization as well. Uh, and that, in China, excuse me, that's what I that's what I meant. Uh, that's what right. I meant more than industrialization. Excuse right. me. And, and in China, I think they view. But and I guess the industrialization of their country because its oh, cities definitely. are come popping out of nowhere. So I guess it's both. Right. And the thing with China, I think they view it as. Um, if you can speak English, you have a lot better opportunities for business and other things. You and know, if you can speak English and Mandarin, you have a double leg up because Mandarin's probably the second business language. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, uh, yeah, that's just a couple of them. Um, we can do another. Let's do. Oh, I want to do one more. I want to do Canada because that's near and dear to our hearts. Okay. But definitely. We don't, we don't know much about Canada. Spreading lots of love to Canada. Yeah, spread a little love. The population of Canada is 34,767,000 and change. How many speak English? Like, who uh, can't... Oh, excuse um Yeah, that's what I meant to say. How many speak English? Um, oh, see, I don't know how big the population is in the French-speaking spots of Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm going to guess 70%. It's a little bit more than that. 80. 86%. Can't oh wow! Speak okay. As a first language, though, is less than that. This is not as a first it. language, right? Right. Uh, that's just ha- like can't speak it competently as a first language. What do you think as it a, is as a first language? Yeah, this one's kind of surprising. Sixty percent. A little less than that. Fifty. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fifty-two speak English as a first language. All right. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is you know I we we met that girl from Quebec. And she spoke with a thick French accent. Right. But she also spoke um, perfect English because her mother was an Anglophone. Right. But she still had like a French a real accent. Fool for not knowing that term Anglophone. Anglophone. Yeah. Yeah. Francophone. Yeah. And people, and she said that people also said that uh, like when she, like when she would speak French with French people with her Canadian accent, people would think she was like a, either like she didn't really know French or right. she was mocking like mocking them or something. Right. Once again, accentism, my man. Once again. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's I, and alive and well. I can imagine the French people being having a lot of <clears throat> pride about yeah. their French. I mean, we know they have a lot of pride about their accent. We've talked about it before. I mean, excuse me, about their language. But I, with that comes the accent. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, I guess that makes doubt. sense. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's all I have. That's all I have. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, Jared, I think it's time we talk some music. What do you think? Yeah, me too. You you asked me to find a... Um, you tasked me, essentially, mm-hmm. with finding a British hip-hop. And I thought of some British rappers and hip-hop artists that I was into. I was like, oh, I guess I kind of like this person. Well, I like this person's th- song. But then I thought, hmm, 21 Savage... <laughs> is one of the United States' most popular British rappers right now. Um, he is He was born in London, England, uh, and he moved to Atlanta when, um, when he was seven years old. Yep. And I would say that... I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily say it's the most popular... Like wait, wait, I forgot what I was... Uh, I, I, excuse me. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to say this is if if hip hop is one of the most important genres for this, but it, I think it is one of the most important genres for sort of representing wherever you're from, and oh, and, re, and where you're from being a huge factor in your style 
and how people accept you. Right. I think, I think, say, you know, people, so, you know, he moved here when he was seven, so everyone just takes him for an Atlanta rapper, you know, and there was right. all the jokes when people found, he got tr- in trouble with the, uh, with immigration with for ice. some, yeah, for some sort of, uh, immig- you know, some sort of a- issue regarding his residency in the U.S., and there were a bunch of jokes about him being British and stuff, and there were mostly, you know, fun in, in games, but the, I think there is something to him, uh, or like to, to that Atlanta, to have to like, if if you're gonna claim Atlanta, kind of having to, sort of not fully. I'm not gonna say disconnect, but not really reference it because it doesn't really fit. I feel like the British, it's unless you find a way, like I don't know. There's something to representing certain areas and how people perceive you, and how you yeah. per- and how you're perceived, especially once you're a popular artist that has like representation and is signed and essentially uses you as a marketing tool to make money rather than a musician, you know? Um, but um, the Song of the Pod came out on February 3rd, 2019, um, and it's called A Lot. And the reason, featuring J. Cole, who I also like, so it's cool that I can shoot more Also, they spelled it, they spelled a lot as two words, as it should be. So of I'm course. sure you were happy about that. Using the Queen's English as his guide. <laughs> Uh, and I, the reason I mentioned the date is because this song came out two days before he was uh, uh, arrested by uh, oh excuse uh, not arrested taken to custody by ICE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose it one because uh, all that stuff I said before, and because I found myself bobbing my head along to it, and in a weird way, it, it's a great uh, not in a weird way. Uh, I, I was gonna say in a weird way it's inspirational, but I'm not even gonna say that. It's 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 a great pump up song. Because it it's it does have a good message, because um, he's talking about essentially um, becoming successful, and people doubting him, but him doing it mm-hmm. in spite of that, and look at me now in spite of all of you people who which, if you don't like that message, you're a liar. <laughs> right? People are like, oh no, I I like to see everyone succeed, and uh, no, I'm here to help everyone. I think everyone can at least maybe not at least relate or use that message as like a you know a pump up situation to be like right. yeah I can do this yeah I can I can make it um so I like that and I love J Cole and mm-hmm. I'll tell you this his verse this, is straight fire this is J Cole's always always great this is the first 21 21 Savage is a uh rapper that is uh would be considered a tattooed faced rapper uh, I kind of just assumed he was a mumble rapper, to be honest with you. I didn't realize you actually can understand what he's saying. Thick Atlanta s- slash Southern accent. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't sound British. Very pronounced. Well, obviously, it doesn't sound British. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in my paper a lot. Um, that would sound good with a British <laughs> accent, though, man. Um, it probably would, but... Um, it would be hard to claim Atlanta and then also rap with the British accent. Right. But, well, um, sure. So he... Um, Thick Atlanta accent, and this is the first song I've listened to him that I've uh, actively uh, been aware that was that I was consciously aware was a Twenty One Savage song. Is that the right way to put that? Like I was like, oh, yeah, I am listening to a Twenty One Savage song, and I'm sure I've heard right. some of his songs before, but when I heard it, I didn't know it was him. Uh, right. And I was like, oh, this guy's not that bad. At least this song, I kind of like this. It's a great song. I love yeah. the sample on it as well. Um, it's great. It's definitely yeah. great. Um, I like the music video. He's the uh, music, yeah, the music video is fantastic. He's just with his family, 
and uh, and uh, in his big mansion, and it's kind of just like a classy family reunion. It kind of looks like to me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I I like at the beginning of J Cole's uh, verse. He's he was uh, he you know he uh, he did his little rapper chit chat, and he was talking about uh, he was talking about how uh, he's like I came into the booth I had six and a half hours from North Carolina or whatever, stopped by, and uh, he had his he had his kids in the. Uh, he had his kids in the uh, in the recorded studio, and he and I, and I thought, man, that's some dope shit. <laughs> 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 I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I I thought it was a good song, and I thought it was a great song to um, talk about uh, to reference perception of accents and perception of different accents, and um, and 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 sort of how you how they how you can use it as a character identity. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And how people perce- perceive you is is heavily ingrained with identity, and and and, mm-hmm. and I'm not even fully gonna say. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like when this guy's talking to his family, he's not just like, oh, "Hello, as it's been a, quite a long week," uh, because right. he's lived in. Uh, he moved here when he was seven. Yeah. Um, I, so, I don't think his accent's fake. I think that's probably how he actually right. talks. I think seven's young enough where you're gonna pick up. Whatever accent you like, you you are immersed in for the rest oh, of your definitely. life on from there on in on out. I would agree with but, that. But um, but it is it is funny to me how people quickly like make fun of that and like talk about how like what if he was a British rapper and how it would be totally different. It's like yeah, there's really something too stick into that uh, you know that southern persona. You, you I mean that's I'm sure you believe it. I'm not saying right. he's making it up. But. Well, right, right. Well, well, and and as you mentioned, you know, living there from seven years old on. I mean, that is that is your identity. Right. You know. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, but it's. I don't know. I really like the way a lot of Southern accents, including Atlanta accent, sounds with hip hop music. Mm-hmm. I think one of the groups that really made that big, well, two groups that I can think of were Outkast and Three Six Mafia. Uh, well, speaking of Outkast, remember uh, I was shocked at uh, karaoke. I, I, so we were all taking turns funny. putting on like we had the little computer there and we were pulling up songs. Sorry, I dropped some shit, which is a nerve wracking <laughs> thing to do because um, you know you're trying to appeal to people's to a bunch of people, and we're in Berlin, and there are people from the Netherlands. Turkey, Germany, Canada, right. all and over like, the place. All right, let me find something that I know. All these people from Venezuela. places I've never, yeah, from the places I've never been to. Like, um, so I, uh, this was just the three of us though, so it was it was not as much pressure. And I thought, okay, she's from Canada. I'm gonna put on "Roses" by Outkast. That song was popular in the U.S. for uh, like. Six years straight, <laughs> right? A really long time. For I sure. can't. I don't know any any American from the age of like, I don't know, like twenty two to thirty something that do- doesn't know half the words of that song, right? And uh, our Canadian friend, she didn't know. Uh, she didn't know the song at all. And I was right. like, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a given uh, that everyone's going to be like, oh shit, this right. is the obvious banger. I wonder, and it made me a little self conscious to do this after. I wonder if. Uh, Miss Jackson would have been a different uh, outcome because that was my second choice. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Might be. But I was shocked. I was right. like, how do you not know this? Yeah, that's true. <sighs> it's true. Well, Jared, I think it's time for the check word of the pod. But before that, check Ta-da-da. out our YouTube channel, 21 Savage, featuring J. Cole a lot. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. song. Song um, of the pod playlist. Definitely one to... Uh, 
turn up the speakers in your car or your headphones and bop your head to it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I have a story for you now about the check order of the pod for this week. So last week, I went to one of my local spots for lunch, and I ordered my food in check. And the, uh, the waitress um, said this phrase to me, which gave me some confidence, and I thought it was uh, loosely related to our topic today. She told me, Heskimluvit. What do you think that means? Well, I already have an idea, because I am a... Uh, a Heskimluvit. Heskimluvit. That uh, it's one of the words is good. Uh huh. And what was the second word? Mluvit. Mluvit. I feel like I've heard that word before. You have it as a drop. That's what I thought. Uh huh. <laughs> good speak. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the proper way to say it in Czech. That kind of I have no idea, but that's what she said. Like that. Right. But she, that's what she said to me. She was like, Heski Mluvit. Like, like. You know, because she can hear my accent. You know, right. it's very obvious I'm not a mm-hmm. Czech native speaker by any means. Um, so, yeah, so that made me feel good, though, because, uh, you know, anybody loves encouragement when you're learning a new language. You know, yeah. I, it's really interesting to see the look on some of my students' faces when I give them positive feedback and encouragement, because um, I think maybe in the Czech education system, that's not, it's not super normal to give students a lot of like, good job and a lot of praise. Um, and I yeah. think it's similar like that in Germany, too. Yeah, but it goes a long way. It oh, feels definitely. good to, uh, to know that you're doing something right. Absolutely. For sure. Well, Jared, I think let's, uh, let's uh, enjoy ourselves with a couple corny jokes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what is the longest word in the English language? Uh, my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jared, the word is smiles because there's a mile between the first and the last letter. All right, next. Boom. <laughs> All right, and my last that's one for you. That's a joke, by the way. That's like something you tell a preschooler that's been crying over. Uh, that's true. Like a, that they dropped a grape or something. Right. Or their ice cream. There's two scoops of ice cream, yeah. one scoop fell on the floor. Oh, that's funny. All right, Jared, my last one for you is why do cows wear bells? <laughs> Uh, um, why's that? Because their horns don't work. I don't, I don't, I don't, their horns How do you not work. get that? Their horns, like a horn on a car, like beep, beep. Oh, 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 So oh, they have oh. bells instead. Honestly, I was thinking it has something to do with like being horny or something like that. <laughs> I see where, yeah, I see where your mind's at. <laughs> and sorry, I do have one more. I forgot. I have one more. Oh, that's okay. Come on. Why is England the wettest country? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Why is it? Because the queen has reigned there for years. Ooh. Get a new one every now and again, huh? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. And that's a Your good one because it's up. also kind of a pun. <laughs> I feel like if you were to make these jokes in England, they'd be like, all right, chill out there, mate. <laughs> right. Don't be disrespecting the queen, eh? <laughs> Oi! <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man it's crazy but you know jared i think to recap this episode it just really goes to show how how much accents influence our perspectives of others and others perceptions of ourselves mm-hmm. right i'd say so um and so i think uh, i think it's really important uh and just to kind of recap and uh, give us a quote for this episode i think Why we need to stop? Be more open about accents and not always just 
you know, put people into these categories. If you hear them speak with a Southern drawl that they're uneducated, or you hear someone with a posh British accent, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily intelligent. Or if you see a brown person and automatically assume English isn't their first language. Yeah. Because I think that's a common thing as well. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's well, you're bad, foreign, but- so you're not, you're, uh, you don't speak English. That's not your first language. And it's yeah. like, well, and I think a lot of people don't even like, like, you know, don't even look past, past the accent where it's like, how do you, you, like, you don't even realize that this person is speaking perfect English. All you just hear is an accent and assume that. Right. Right. That, they, that it's not their first language. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of prejudices, unfortunately, with accents. And I think we need to try to get rid of those. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it'll be a long and tough journey. We'll, we'll see if we can. And I think some of it too is, you know, um, it's, it's also easy to make fun of people with accents. I mean, how many times <laughs> it, it definitely can be for sure. Um, but yeah, so to all uh, of our listeners out there, on gator piss. first of all, don't be sub, uh, don't be self-conscious if you have an accent. And I've, I've always believed that if, if I'm talking to someone and they have an accent, you know, if they're a native Spanish speaker and they're speaking English, um, for the, the monolinguals out there to make fun of them, um, it's really kind of um, a hypocrisy because these people can speak two languages and they have Preach. an accent. You speak one language and you're just being an asshole. Speak on so it. there you go. Mm-hmm. Parada. I agree with that 100%. Oh, definitely. So spread the love to all those people out there with accents. Appreciate spread them. Spread the love. Embrace them. And uh, hopefully you can learn something from them. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode, learned a couple random facts and tidbits about accentism and how different accents are perceived regarding the English language. Quirky. Uh, we'll have to eventually do an episode, I think, in the future about how foreign accents are per- uh, are perceived by um, English speakers, because I think that would be a lot of fun as well. And uh, let us know what you thought of our episode. Uh, you can shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Slide into Jared's DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, where you can also check out our epic song of the pod, A Lot, by 21 Savage, featuring J. Cole. Also, J. Cole's verse is absolute fire, in my opinion. You betcha. Absolutely amazing. Um, And also check out our website, Untranslatable Podcast. We have some of our old untranslatables up there, and you can read them and enjoy them. And of course, don't forget, give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We would really appreciate it. And we thank all of you, our very international uh, base of listeners, for staying tuned and being such great listeners. We really appreciate it. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya Man.